State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. So I think that's what you got to do. It's not just about, oh, my cousin knows TikTok and so he can do it. It's no, you should be going on TikTok. Let's use the hoodie example. You know, if you have a hoodie company, you should be on TikTok finding out who makes dope content about hoodies. You should be looking at every hoodie hashtag, you know, every hoodie rated brand, every creator that's making jokes about, you know, the girls stealing your hoodies or it's hoodie season. And you will find somebody in there that probably resonates with you. And then that's how you find somebody that can make you hoodie content. Lucas, this is Black Tech Green Money. Hey, look, Brandon Butler is partner and chief culture and innovation officer at Majority and CEO at Butter ATL. 
an Atlanta-based media company covering all things Atlanta from sports, news, food, music. Its storytelling about communities is a high ROI play, which feeds ecosystem. And when the ecosystem is strong for black entrepreneurship and culture, our people thrive. I just believe that all companies and organizations should see themselves as media companies and put the work in to tell authentic stories. Butter ATL believes this also and puts this philosophy to work for the city. So I asked Brandon how this came about. Yeah, you know, it, it started with this idea that some of the most successful companies and brands uh, tend to operate as media companies. The example that I always kind of reference is Red Bull. Um, you see Red Bull doing all kind of crazy stuff. You see guys you know, jumping from outer space, you know, you see them doing race cars and you never, you've never really seen like a Red Bull commercial though. Um, you've never really seen a commercial with somebody holding a Red Bull saying like, go buy this or drink it. Right. So they've, they've associated their brand with this idea that just, you know, content and media and, and being associated with it, you know, will give people what they need to know that this thing exists. And so for us, um, we kind of had the same, that same belief, right. That the most successful brands operated that way. And, and so we kind of started looking around and at first, you know, there was this idea that, you know, maybe we do it for like the, the culture at large, um, you know, so it's just what's trending, what's in pop culture right now. And, and I mean, we, we did that for a little while, but honestly, it just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. Didn't feel super authentic, you know, um, as my, uh, as my guy, Bame Joyner, one of the founders of Atlanta influences, everything says Atlanta influences everything. And so, you know, based on that idea and really based on this idea that, um, Atlanta's a really special place. Um, you know, I, I always say I think our number one export in Atlanta is culture. Uh, you know, why not kind of turn that that lens inward and and, and really find ways to kind of highlight and, and tell stories and, and just showcase the city um, that honestly has been overlooked in so many different ways. Uh, you know, it's always funny to me, right? Like when you go back and you look, uh, you you'll notice that these brands would come in from you know the New York, LA, and Chicago. And they would want to kind of give us permission to talk about Atlanta. They'd come down here and say, hey, you know, we heard y'all like lemon pepper wings down there. Can you tell us about lemon pepper wings? Man, y'all don't eat lemon pepper wings in New York. You know what I mean? Y'all eat y'all eat buffalo wings, whatever those are. And so, and so, and so, again, it was like, why do we need to wait for somebody from another city or state to come down here and ask us about that and then take that story back home and say, so I went down to Atlanta and this is what I learned. You know, if, if we're really leading in all elements of, you know, culture and, and media and, and all these different things, why not be able to tell those stories ourselves? And then even thinking about it even more, you know, when is the last time you've seen a, a brand or a media company really focus in specifically on a city like this? And so, um, you know, for me, it, it, it was kind of just an opportunity that was kind of hidden in plain sight. And we very quickly, you know, I think we, we maybe did the national thing for like a week or two, but we very quickly said, you know what? Let's let's just focus this thing on on what we think is the coolest, most interesting, most um, you know culturally relevant city in the in the, in the world, really, which we think is Atlanta. And um, you know, it just again, it really resonated with people, connected with people really quickly. You know, people down here, we have a tendency to kind of protect the culture in a lot of senses because we know how special it is. And I think that um, when we both put that lens on it, but then also people realize that the person that was doing it was from here, that understood yeah. those kind of nuances about the city. Um, there was just a whole different level of appreciation um, for it. You know, I I always loved um, Atlanta on FX by Donald Glover because it was kind of the same way. You know, if you're from Atlanta, even if you're not from Atlanta, you can appreciate that as a good show. But if you're from Atlanta, there's this additional level of appreciation you have for it because 
they shoot that show in places that you've been to. Yeah. They shoot that show and you know, you'll, you'll see things, they'll allude to things that just you recognize instantly. And so that was kind of how we approached butter was, you know, if we tell this story, but we also just really authentic and true to the culture, people will hear it. You know, people will hear the, 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 the drawl in my voice when I speak, you know, people will see the references that we make to things that are authentic. And I think a combination of all those things just really kind of helped put butter in a really special place for us. I want to go back to something you talked about in the beginning. You talked about the Red Bull story and how they, they don't really do commercials about Red Bull saying, hey, buy this. And there's such a key there that a lot of small brands that, you know, are trying to get traction, trying to find their fit in the marketplace. That's an investment to do what Red Bull is doing because they don't it's not necessarily a direct pitch to buy the thing. It's, it's explicitly an indirect one. And so how do you admonish or encourage people who have a hoodie line or, you know, a hair, you know, a shea butter, and they're trying to make sales because they need that to keep going at all and don't have the marketing budget like a Red Bull would have to actually find different ways to tell their story or to show what people who buy that thing do. Yeah, I mean, the, the beautiful thing about where we're at right now, just in content and media, is I think the bar has been significantly lowered which is making it a lot easier for folks to get involved, right? Like everybody's got a cell phone and all cell phones pretty much shoot in HD quality. So there's your camera. Um, you know, you can get a, I saw a wireless microphone on sale on TikTok for 10 bucks, right? Like you can get a wireless mic for your cell phone. So now you got audio, you got good video, which the only thing you need beyond that is just a good idea. And, um, you know, and even when you kind of think about it, you know, there are trends that go on. So I think it's, I think it's kind of easy to jump in. You know, what I, what I noticed and I've really noticed this over the last, you know, Butter's been around now for, you know, five plus years and we make content every single day. So the thing I've noticed making content every day for the last five years is that at the end of the day, it's all about um, just continuing to kind of throw. You know, the, the thing I would tell my team is if you if you ever watch a person that knows how to juggle, um, everybody always watches. um you know, the, the, the hand that they kind of like, they always kind of just watch the person, they watch the hand that they catch with. The trick with juggling, though, is to watch the hand that they throw with. Because if you keep throwing, the ball is going to land in the right place every single time. And so what I, what I use that to say is with most people, most entrepreneurs, no matter how big or small your budget is, my, my, my thing to you is just start throwing. You never know what the thing is going to be. I can tell you right now, there are, you know, one of our most successful uh, pieces of content on butter was a photograph of some chicken wings that I took inside a cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. That photograph ended up on us. Uh, what was it? Good morning America. It ended up on complex ended up on, um, you know, all these different channels. And it was a literally a picture of some chicken wings that we took with no photo editing. You know, I think maybe we cropped the photo and that's it. So you never know what the thing is going to be. And like that created so much, you know, acclaim and visibility for us. You know, another thing we did was a, a post about, um, you know, different types of sneakers, which, again, it was a super simple post. But that led to a, a conversation with Killer Mike, which, you know, a year later, a year and a half later, he became a partner with Butter. Um, and so, again, but all that comes from just, like I said, throwing like, you know, we put stuff out. Um, everything doesn't go viral. And, that, and that's totally fine with me. I, a lot of times I put stuff out just to see what will happen because I'm kind of past this place and, oh, well, it didn't work, take it down. So the biggest yeah, the biggest advice I would give the people that, um, that feel like they don't have a budget is 
you don't really need that much of a budget. You just need, you know, some ideas. And at the same time, again, you just need to just kind of start getting yourself out there and throwing and and um again, I'm a big believer in frameworks, you know, so whether you're kind of doing the the Gary V jab, jab, jab hook, um, or what I like to say is uh, you know, candy, vitamin, and painkillers, right? Like I think there's certain kinds of content that's candy. Um, in other words, you know, everybody loves candy, but too much candy will rot your teeth. Um, you know, I think that there is a um, content that is vitamins and that's the, that's where I kind of put a lot of the Gary V content at, like no shade to him, but he can yell at you about hustling all day long until you actually go out and do something. It's just the pep talk, right? But yeah. you're getting that motivation, but you yeah. still have to actually do the work. It's no different than taking vitamins every day and not going to the gym, yeah. right? Like you still have to do the work. And then there's, then there's painkiller content. There's content that like solves a problem. It has very high utility, right? Like, and I tell that by... Um, the number of saves that we get on a post particularly, right? So I think, you know, again, when you start thinking about content from the standpoint of, again, whether jab, 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 hook, or, or candy, vitamins, painkillers, you'll see that, you know, the, really the only thing that's kind of stopping you from you is, is is really, you know, what you think people want to see. And, and, and I can guarantee you that the only way to find that is by putting out enough stuff to really start to get good insights. That's, that's so key there. And I want to dig into that a little bit because, you know, and I, I have a couple of small businesses also. And to your point of like when things work and when they don't, I tell you this quick story. So last last Thanksgiving, this would have been 2022. The coffee house was like a year old and there were still so many people in the community who didn't know that we existed. And so Thanksgiving, the Black Friday, Black Friday morning, we were open. And I, I found, I'm like, oh, I got to tell the community we're open. So I, I just went through my f photo album real quick on my phone, found the first photo I could find, put it up, say, hey, we're open today, just so you know. I didn't know this. Sunday morning, it had 1,200 shares on it on Facebook. Yeah. And if I would have spent any time thinking about that post, I would not have used the, the picture that I used because there was nobody in it. It looked empty. You know, it was an angle that was just, a, it was just a random photo because I just needed to get something up. But to your point of you don't know what'll work and what don't what doesn't, if, if it wouldn't have worked, I would have taken it down on Monday. But yeah. how so how do you get over I guess the question a better question is, what are you looking at in a post, metrics wise or otherwise, if you're saying just put up shots, what are you looking for it to do? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that people have to um think about, right? Again, I'm I'm a big believer in kind of starting with the end in mind for things there are certain types of posts that we make that are specifically created to drive comments. I literally do not care if they don't get a ton of likes. I am more interested in the comments and we engineer our content like that. You know, we did a post the other week about, um, you know, I'm so old Atlanta. I remember X, Y, and Z and ask people to kind of fill that out. Well, the thing is that thing got like a thousand comments on it. And the beautiful thing about those comments is, again, if you if you start to think about just like marketing is now you go in those comments, you start to kind of go through them and read, you get ideas for new content. Yeah. You see, you know, when people, somebody mentions something and gets a bunch of likes now, or there's a, a whole bunch of replies to it, that should be a, a signal that goes off to you and says, oh, wow, there's an engagement around this. Maybe I could build more content around that, right? Um, you know, again, when you think about stuff, you know, I would always say like, if you, you know, it depends on what you want to do. If you want to create content that drives shares, um, you want to share like a really interesting fact or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, like something again, like people share content because it represents them or it helps them kind of tell a story. There's this whole idea of like, you know, I always give the example of, you know, there are certain pieces of content that people send because it helps them prove a point. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody sends a post is like, see, this is exactly what I was talking about. Right. So yeah. that's kind of that is this is so me kind of content. Right. So I think, um, you know, or again, if you want to if you want to um, if you want to drive, uh, you know, follows or likes again, you want to create a content that has a um, like I said, either a tip in it or it's just something like really fun and engaging. Right. So, again, I think what you have to do is just start to kind of think about what you want. And also, again, understand that it's not any one post. It's kind of, again, the totality of all the things you do that really kind of help you figure out what the real insight is. Um, again, I would tell people, if you really want to figure it out, you know, get get you know get 30 shots up, get 30 posts up, yeah. and then just start to go back and look and figure out, again, what are the things that absolutely worked, what doesn't work. I, again, I can tell you a little trick, especially on social media, is when something's going to work, it works immediately. There are very few things that I've seen go out to where it sits dormant for like a day or two. And then all of a sudden it takes off in in my, in my experience, um, the things that work work almost, it's crazy how it happens. I have some theories about why that might be like that, but that's a whole different conversation. (laughs) But, but you know, it's like, so, so it's like when you see the things that are working, you do those things. I think too much with people, like we have this weird thing about, Oh, you got to work on the stuff you're not good at. Nah, forget that. Mm. There's a lot of stuff I'm not good at. I don't want to spend all day trying to get better at that. I want to get better at the things I'm already good at. And so, again, I think it's um, figuring out, like I said, what works by putting up shots um, and just re- being really honest about what are you seeing? What's the feedback? Like, what are people saying? Reading the comments. Uh, you know, I tell people when we first launched Butter, I actually put a post up one day and said, hey, you know, I think we had maybe 10,000 followers at that point. And I said, hey, you know, thank y'all for following Butter. Look, um, we have some questions for y'all. So if y'all are interested in like, uh, you know, being a part of our user group, fill out this form and I'll call you. And I literally called like 50 people. Yeah. And it was like, hey, hey, this is Brandon from Butter ATL. They were like, you're really calling me? Yep, yep, yeah, you filled the form out. You put your phone number on there. Yeah. But I literally asked them, hey, what made you follow Butter? Just out of curiosity, what made you click the follow button? What made you, how did you find out about the page? And I'm just what I'm saying, like, even that level of insight is informed things that I do to this day. Like, I'm not really in a position to do that right now. But like I said, it's it's that whole idea of, like, do things that don't scale. Yep. And, and that was one of those things to where, you know, actually talking to people, having those conversations, um, even with those folks, you know, those are some of our early followers. So I feel like those are the folks that were really rocking with us right out the gate. But to kind of go back and ask them, like, what do you want to see? It just gave me more perspective in um, what kind of things people were looking for. And then we just gave them more of that stuff over time. There was an interview I saw where you did, um, and there was was a quote from you where you said, we're most proud of our ability to tell the story of Atlanta's culture with high quality intentional content. This was some time ago when you said that. And so my, and I wonder if it's still true in this way is because it seems like today there's this battle between high quality production and raw and where produced content may not be as valuable. Not that it's not good, but it may not be as valuable to the mainstream audience that consumes social media content. What do you say to that? Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news 
sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember when I made that comment, but I think the thing that probably changed a lot of that stuff was honestly COVID. Um, I think the pandemic, you know, I, always, I told people coming out the pandemic because my background is actually in tech. I spent the first half of my career as a engineer and a solution architect. So I just kind of have a different perspective when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But coming out of the pandemic, I told people like, look, this thing moved us ahead four years. I don't know if y'all realize it or not, but again, when we went in, nobody was using video conferencing. We came out, even my mom was yeah. using video conferencing. Yeah. You know, we went in, nobody wanted to use QR codes. Now everybody uses QR codes, right? So yeah. it really like moved us ahead in a very short period of time. And I think in that, what again, what started to happen was, um, yeah, they're like produced content is good, but it's very easy to over-engineer something. And I think, you know, again, people could just sense authenticity. Um, they can sense, you know, when you've probably gone through, uh, you know, a, a, a table read and, and getting the <laughs> yeah. script created and all yeah. that kind of stuff and getting the perfect shot. I think there are times for that. But, you know, again, I think just in a day and age and also just the volume of content that we kind of have out there, 
just honestly, the, the expectation of people is a little bit lower. So even what that means for us is that means that it's not as important for us to go out and shoot stuff on red cameras. It's not as important for us to go out and, um, you know, again, uh, you know, create a, create a deck uh, and a script about a thing. Sometimes we just kind of turn the camera on and start going. Yeah. Sometimes we just make a piece of content and we're not, you know, overly worried about, is it pixel perfect? Um, because again, I know at the end of the day, we're going to be right back at it. So, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's not as important now. And I think that's actually a good thing because again, now it's just, it's, it's, it's lowered the barrier to entry for so many other people to kind of create opportunities and, and content and get their stuff out there that it should really hopefully um, not intimidate people and, and really want to enable them to kind of stick their toe in the water and start doing what they need to do to get their selves or their brand out there. So because you also manage creative talent today, like what are you looking for in that talent? Because I imagine the portfolio matters, but, and I want you to answer this from the perspective of small businesses, medium sized businesses who are looking to bring people on their team and see themselves as a media company. Cause what they might say is, Hey, my nephew knows how to do TikTok. Let's give him the keys to the thing. So how do, how do you do this? Yeah. You know, what really, so it's a couple of things. Um, what really worked for me was find some, you know, if you want, if you want to find people that if you want to find good people, find the good work and then find the people that made it. So I remember when we first kind of launched butter, we were doing this post on um, the Claremont lounge here in Atlanta. It's a iconic uh, establishment. I'll let your audience look it up one day. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was, I was coming up, I was looking for ideas and I said, you know, let me jump on IG for some inspiration. And so I kind of started clicking on the um, Claremont lounge hashtag. And I'm just scrolling. And then I see this post that somebody made about the Claremont Lounge. And I just said, you know what? That is what I was looking like. I want that. So what I did was I literally DM the person that made it and was like, yo, my name is Brandon. I got this company called Butter. I'm not crazy, but I saw you make this post about the Claremont Lounge. And I'm actually working on some content very similar. Would you be interested in working with me on this content? And they were like, yeah, well, that ended up person ended up working on that thing. It went well. Then I ended up hiring them full time. They worked for me for three years. Wow. Right. Um, and so I think, again, if you want to find. So I think that's what you got to do. It's not just about, oh, my cousin knows TikTok and so he can do it. It's no, you should be going on TikTok. Let's use the hoodie example. You know, if you have a hoodie company, you should be on TikTok finding out who makes dope content about hoodies. You should be looking at every hoodie hashtag you know, every hoodie related brand, every creator that's making jokes about, you know, the girls stealing your hoodies or it's yeah. hoodie season. And you will find somebody in there that probably resonates with you. And then that's how you find somebody that can make you hoodie content. You know, again, like, so, and even with the portfolios and stuff like your portfolio, you know, I don't need to see your, 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 your overly crafted curated um, online portfolio. I can look at your Instagram or your TikTok because if you're really making stuff, it should be on there. So I wouldn't trust anybody that's a maker that isn't making stuff and putting it on there in their free time, right? Because again, if you're doing this, a lot of these folks are like really in this for a living. And even when they're not making stuff for their job, they're making stuff for fun. They're making things that inspire them, right? And you want people like that because if they can get inspired on their own, they can definitely get inspired when it comes to kind of working for you. Um, the other thing I kind of tell people too is like, you can't work for me until you work for me. So, you know, when you find that person that's doing good work, give them a project. Um, you know, I, I tell you, the only way to find out how somebody works is to give them a, is to give them a project. And what I, what I like to do is I actually 
will um depending on the kind of job but i actually give people like test projects just to see how they're going to react to stuff so you know i had um i was looking for a um a video editor and i kind of came down to three candidates and so i gave them a couple of i said look i'll pay you i said here's the rate i'll pay you this rate which i think is more than fair because it shouldn't take you more than this much time to do this work like i don't want you spending a week on this but i need you know a video about this i need a video about this and i need you to go on my social media and give me your feedback and even with the videos i gave them it wasn't the best video but i wanted to see how what they were going to make with it i can tell if you're just going to stick stuff together on a timeline and just put some fades between it or if you actually did something with it and so again i think you know what you do is the only way to see how people work is to actually get them to work for you and i would much rather um pay somebody for a project see what they work like see how we interact you know, see how long they take to turn stuff around, see if they do the minimum, if they go above and beyond. And if, you know, if you're amazing, I have no issue whatsoever in, 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 in paying you and keeping you around. But again, if you don't, if you don't knock it out the park in that, that's cool. It's, again, it's no issues. You got paid. I got something, but you know, we're probably not going to work together. And so like, those are the ways I've seen, especially kind of in this, um, again, world where like everybody's just making stuff. Or, or some hacks that I found to kind of like uh, find talent, but also find the right folks. Cause again, you just have to, it's, it's a continuous effort to find the right people to kind of get on the bus, that get it, that understand what you're trying to accomplish, that they have their own goals and it all works together. So you again, you have to always kind of have your antenna up for talent um, once you kind of get into that game as well. So what does it mean to be chief culture and innovation officer? Like what is your, what are your days like? Yeah. So, um, so on the other side, so again, um, for the folks that I actually, I'm a co-owner and partner at an agency I could call Majority. We started with Shaquille O'Neal a couple of years ago. We do, you know, big creative work. And the whole, the whole idea behind the company was founded on the idea that the reality is in most agencies, um, you know, people of color are the minority. But so much of the content that the agencies make wants to land in culture that in the culture at a macro is, you know, again, more black and brown than people want to admit. I mean, by 2030, the minority will become the majority in this country. So the whole idea with us is that what if you actually flip that model and made it so that, you know, 70 to 80% of the company, especially the leadership positions were, you know, minorities, right? But we were also still making general market work. And so um, because of that, culture is super important, especially in a city like Atlanta, um, you know, what Butter has given me the ability to do is be able to get into different rooms and just connect with people. Um, but also it, it's given me the opportunity to kind of give people, to give people opportunities. Yeah. Um, again, especially in the agency world, you know, Atlanta's kind of looked over the talent. It, it was always kind of considered this is the place that you can't start a career at. If you were serious about working in an agency, you had to go to New York, LA, Chicago, Miami or something. And so, you know, from a, from a keeping people down here standpoint of keeping talent local, you know, one of my biggest remits is really just to kind of go out and engage with different, you know, um, people, schools, uh, talent, creatives, just anybody in that space around the city and just kind of build relationships so that they know that at the end of the day that um, majority is, is authentically rooted and connected to the culture and it's a priority for us. Um, it, that means, again, making sure that we're, you know, again, being proactive and going to the AUC to make sure that we're getting talent from the Atlanta University Center make sure that we're, um, you know, doing things around the city to, to bring in people that might not have had a traditional path. You know, everybody doesn't go to college anymore. Yeah. So how are we looking for people that didn't go to school and that can, how, how can they get into this industry? Um, and then on the innovate, and then also just, again, how do we even, um, 
manage our culture internally. You know, I'm not HR, but I'm a big believer in, um, you know, again, people, people, you know, high achievers want to be around other high achievers. And so, you know, I really want to help us. I, I work to kind of help us create a kind of a high achieving um, atmosphere for our team that's fun, it's engaging. Um, but, you know, we also get stuff done. And on the innovation side, like I said before, you know, my background's in tech. I always just have a love for technology. I spent the first half of my career in that. And so it's also about figuring out um, what are the tools and things that we can use to help innovate and make ourselves more efficient um, so that as an agency, one, um, again, we're just being more efficient so we can create more opportunities, but we're also giving our, our, our people and employees um, access and experience to use, you know, more cutting edge things that'll just help them stay competitive in their jobs. I'm, I'm a big believer in AI, but I think even with AI, for example, the people that learn how to embrace it and, and integrate it into their workflows are going to be the ones that are the most successful. Like, it's very true that AI might replace some jobs, but on the same time, I think it's a lot like a computer. You know, like there was a time when everybody had typewriters and now we have computers. And so the folks that embraced learning how to use email, learning how to use a computer, you know, learning how just to use tech in general had just more... Um, opportunities and the folks said, I, I'm, I'm only using a typewriter. And so I think, you know, AI is kind of that same thing, right? Like the folks that learn how to, you know, um, I literally was just in a meeting a little while ago with my creative team saying, you know, how can we use AI to help make us more efficient? Like, you know, is it is it recording all our meetings, you know, with a tool like Otter and then, uh, you know, then sharing those meeting notes back out to everybody so that somebody doesn't have to do it? Is it um, you know, using tools like Midjourney or, you know, Getty Images even has an AI generator now to help us quickly ideate on, you know, conceptual, you know, design for clients to kind of just get stuff out the door. Not that it'll ever go live, but it just gets the juices flowing, right? How can we just stick about um, technology to help us be more efficient? So, you know, that's kind of what my day typically includes is that and, you know, also a lot of spreadsheets and, and budget stuff too. <laughs> um, so with Butter, I mean, you guys are covering... Um, every category of the culture in, in Atlanta and that's, you know, sports, news, food, music, and et cetera. Um, what is so special about the black entrepreneurial landscape in these particular verticals in Atlanta? Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, I would say Atlanta's a special place in general just because if, if you're ever not clear why, the moment you get off the... um get off your plane at the airport, you know Atlanta's different. Um, I've been all over the world, and that's one of the few places I've ever been that when you get off and the moment you kind of touch down, you see people of color of, at all, you know, all walks of life from the pilots to the janitors, right? You know, so, and I think, you know, the different um, verticals around Atlanta are very much the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a very unique thing that we can go to these brands, go to these companies, go to these large organizations and the people that are making decisions at the top, um, you know, look like you. And, you know, what does that mean? It means that, one, it's easier for you to be your authentic self. Um, you know, it's easy for you to walk into certain conversations and say, you know what, I don't have to, like, I have to, you know, overly code switch or be somebody I'm not. I can actually be authentic. I could bring my whole self in here to this conversation. Um, but also what's amazing about that is because you have people that, you know, um, that are from the culture or, or they get it at the top making those decisions, you're just able to do things that resonate more broadly because everybody's kind of understanding it right so again um you know it's 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 like again it's like you know people would say yeah we got to get an influencer on this it's like well why you know but but now when you have somebody in there at the top that understands the nuances around i'm just going to use atlanta's like atlanta culture um it's not like you're just you know throwing things in there to say we got to do this we got to do this we got to do this it's really the conversations more often than not tend to leverage around what's impactful, what would really, you know, resonate, what would really help this be successful. Um, and then how can we kind of do that together? And again, it's just having that ability to be collaborative um, while also just uh, being your full self, I think is what makes Atlanta really special and unique. And again, having traveled and worked all over the world, I, I you know, I, I've said that's not always been the case. And that's why I think that, um, again, that's why Atlanta is such a special place. Oh, so, if you think about what you guys have done with the butter ATL and how it's worked for Atlanta and in um, 
giving a platform to people doing really great things in Atlanta. What can other communities learn from that? Think about Detroit, you know, Cleveland, Baltimore, Chattanooga. What can other cities replicate that has worked well for butter? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, every city, I think every city has a story. I mean, use Detroit as an example, right? Like you think about just the history from, you know, the, the, the car companies, the Motown and everything in between, right? Like there's an element of just having pride, um, you know, in your city, in the place you live, in the place you call home. And I think, you know, the, the great thing about that pride is, is that um, you can activate it in really fun and interesting ways. Um, just recently, you know, um, just recently we um, did the very, a very similar thing, right? You know, here in Atlanta, an announcement came out that um, the, the city of Decatur schools had a um, pass through balance of almost $88,000 for student unpaid um, school lunches. And because of that, they were going to start giving students that had unpaid balances a cheese sandwich and a carton of milk. Now, there's a lot of com questions that come up when you say that, like yeah. what if they're lactose intolerant or, you know, is that now um, singling out the people that who might be having issues at home? But what was really interesting was, you know, we partnered with another amazing entrepreneur right here called Jasmine, um, Jasmine Crow of Gooder. And she had this idea to basically say, you know what, because we're the people that, um, you know, care about this city. If the city of Decatur can't raise $88,000, <laughs> why we can. And literally in 48 hours, we raised $85,000, on Go, GoFundMe enough to pay off yeah. the entire outstanding student loan, outstanding um, student lunch balance for the entire city of Decatur, right? So I think that's where that whole city pride comes from, right? Because why? The people that follow Butter, they went to school in Decatur. They went to school. They have kids. They have family around there. They have pride in that sense, right? So while we have fun and we try to keep it positive and we try to, you know, do things, when we do need to activate our audience our audience is is very engaged and they want to see the city and the culture be protected and so i was super proud for that moment just and again it wasn't even my idea it was an idea that we helped out with but the idea that we had a huge audience and you know just putting this message out here drove tens of thousands of dollars and you know submissions literally in 24 48 hours you know where on monday you know they were saying this is what was going to happen two, three days later, they're like, okay, the balance is paid off, right? So I think that's the, the benefit of a, a butter-like object in other cities, right? It's like there could be moments where, because government moves slow or because it takes a while to activate, like how else can you just get the best of a city to kind of stand up and say, you know what, we're all going to get behind this thing and make something happen right now. And I think, you know, when you cultivate that audience by providing them value, giving them an outlet, letting them have fun, but then when you say, hey, y'all, I need y'all to step up and they do it. It's just an amazing thing to kind of see. And so I, I think that's something that, again, all these other cities could really use, um, you know, a very, a very similar, um, like I said, butter-like object. Um, and then, so when you started Butter, like was, is this, was this designed to be a business or was this designed to be something that we, we care about the community, we want to tell these stories and et cetera. And here's why I'm asking this question is, you know, I've, I have the belief that, and maybe you agree, that you can build, you can try to sell a product without a brand and you may sell some, but if you build a brand, you can sell anything almost that aligns with your product. It aligns with your, you know, true North. Like think about a Rihanna. Rihanna can sell almost anything. She can sell many things, but if she just had, didn't have the name, but just had a product, she could sell some product, maybe sell some Fenty. Maybe people will buy it. Maybe they don't. 
but they will follow her anywhere now because she has a brand. And so my reason for asking question about butter is, was this designed to be, I guess, was it, um, more contributory contributive to the community and a business happened or was like, Hey, we're going to start a business and we're going to create content. Yeah. So when we started butter, I actually launched it, incubated it inside of an agency that I was working out here in Atlanta. Um, you know, in the beginning folks thought there was like some weird angle. I had people hitting me up, like, are y'all just trying to market to black people or what are you selling? And I said, no, honestly, there's no hidden agenda. The only agenda is I'm just trying to do cool shit for the city. Um, and, but the beautiful thing about that, it kind of being incubated was it allowed us for the first couple of years to not worry about making money and just focus on the brand. Um, I think there was always an, there was always a goal or I think a vision, um, that this could be something we just had to kind of figure out what it was. And, you know, the, the trick is, is like I said, is, is when you actually have the ability to build an audience and build a brand first. What you can then do is you can then go to them and ask them what they want. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. it's easy. Like that's honestly, that's, that's like almost the definition of marketing at its core, right? It's like understanding your audience and just giving them what they want. And so, you know, building up this brand, building up this audience is super just tied in and resonated to Atlanta. You know, we would do little stuff here and there to just kind of have fun, but it was never kind of a, um, you know, okay, we got to do this to pay the bills kind of situation. When I uh, left that agency and, and then fully acquired all the IP for butter, um, you know, it was like, okay, we have to do more of a business now. But again, we already kind of knew because our audience, we knew what they wanted, what are the things that would work? And so for me, the fun part is, is now that I have such a good understanding of our audience, the fun part is really figuring out, okay, what are the things that we could do to kind of do this? Because at the end of the day, you know, great content needs a business model. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the advertising business model in general, even though I work in that space. But you know, I do think for us, it's it's kind of similar to what you said about Rihanna. What I'm looking at now is what are things that only Butter could do and that could push out because of our audience um, and, and they would just love this and they would actually want to, you know, buy it or do something with it. So, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, different, um, you know, events, activations. We think about actual real products. Um, there's lots of stuff that we're kind of working on right now with that idea that we kind of came out of last year with that, real, that realization of, okay, the audience is here. We kind of we have the distribution built in. Now the question is, what do we put in front of them? Yeah. What do they want? And so that's going to really be the focus. You know, that was the focus last year and going into this year, is um you know products and services that our audience you know we know they'd like that we could just put right in front of them and we know they would just you know snatch it up off the gate because again you know in order to stick around you do got to make money yeah. and you know again that money goes to help you know, fund the, the salaries of the team and everything else. And so that's why it's important that we that we go out and create those things so that this can exist. One, so we can do things, but two, the next time a Decatur Schools type situation happens, there's a brand here that can also help activate people and make stuff happen, you know? Black Tech Green Money to production of Blavity Afro Tech from the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeart Media. It's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas. If you got something out of this episode, share it with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. 
Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.